what matters. Obviously, 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 as Chris Letang's health, his availability as a husband and a father, family member and a friend to everyone who knows him and loves him. Obviously. And in the specific and scary, to borrow a word from Mike Sullivan yesterday, context of a stroke. Yeah, there's there's just one thing that matters. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates as well. The Penguins will face the Golden Knights tonight at PPG Paints Arena. Faceoff is at 7.08. And there's no doubt that Latang's diagnosis is going to weigh heavily on this hockey team. Uh, it might be something that they rally behind, knowing who the people are, uh, Latang included, who'd love nothing more on this particular day than to get a W right after this. But sometimes it does bear pointing out the obvious. And without belaboring that, uh, my own thoughts for this guy that I've gotten to know over a decade and a half and covered and just spent a pretty good amount of time with on this most recent road trip the Penguins had. Yeah, yeah, everybody's everybody's thinking about Chris Letang. Uh, the whole city is thinking about Chris Letang. And again, first and foremost, that he achieves not only full health, but also everything that he wants. And as he's already shown once in his beyond remarkable career, remember, this was a third round pick. He's capable of having both. He's capable of having the family life and the sporting life that he loves. So that's still the optimal outcome. And it's okay to say that. And the reason that I know that is because Tanger himself yesterday in his statement went out of his way to say that I will be back on the ice. That's not going to be his call, at least not in the medical sense. But that's the way he's feeling about it. He's looking forward more than anything else to getting back out there and playing hockey. Sullivan said yesterday, and I don't believe he was joking, that his toughest task in the immediate aftermath of this was making sure that Latang didn't go on the ice yesterday in Cranberry when the team practiced. That's who we're talking about here. He's a special individual. And here's hoping, ultimately, that everything works out on all fronts. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals for those in need. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. Independent of everything related to Latang's health, and I know that's easy for me to say, the team does have to keep playing. The team does have to keep winning. 
We don't know how long these tests are going to take. I don't believe the medical professionals know how long these tests are going to take. And from there, we also don't know how long it'd be that the doctors would want to see Latang just rest and be monitored anyway, even if the tests come back in the most immaculate possible way, that they'll say, you know what? We'd all feel a whole lot better if you just didn't play NHL hockey for a month or two. I'm obviously not saying that based on any real knowledge. I'm just throwing it out there as a scenario. We don't know any of this. What we do know is that the hockey goes on, that the team that Latang loves has to go on and And again, not to make this needlessly syrupy, because it doesn't have to be. This is what they do. This is the chosen profession. So you already probably heard the beginnings of Sullivan taking this situation and and trying to turn it into something that would bring everyone together and that would bring everyone comfort. And that is, of course, winning. He means a lot to the team. He means a lot to the players. Um, you know, these guys, you could see the concern on their face when, when I, uh, when I informed them last night after the game. And like I said, I thought it was great that Tanger was, was present. So they had an opportunity to see him, um, and see that he's doing well. And, uh, and so I, I, I would, you know, just knowing this group, the way I know them, that, um, they will, they'll rally around this. They'll rally around Chris first and foremost and help him in every way they can, but they'll rally around him on the ice as well. And that's okay. That's okay to say that. You know, Tanger's still there. He's still around. He says he feels fine. He was in the locker room uh, to share the news with the players along with Sullivan, who did the speaking. Um, that's, you know, he's he, he's here. He's By all accounts, as we know right now, he's fine. There's going to be, at least tonight, where there's going to be some uh, awkward emotions, maybe even, you know, a a moment somehow where the crowd is involved. Let's say Tanger somewhere in the building and they just show him on the video screen and the crowd gets all emotional or whatever. Um, There's going to be that or something like that. But the focus, especially after all these firsts are gotten out of the way, and that includes players being interviewed and so forth, which, by the way, hasn't happened yet. Because People like me are going to be there saying, what's it going to be like without Tanger? How do you feel about this and that? Whatever. That's just part of our job. They've got to put it behind them and just compete. And when we come back, we're going to make this a little bit a longer show than usual because of the extraordinary circumstance. I'm going to get into what it is that has to happen for this team, meaning on the ice to compensate for Tanger being out. for the Penguins to make without Tanger would be to say that they need to focus more on defending because that was true 
with Tanger. This team, and that includes number 58, weren't at their best for the early portion of the season. Then they had the nice little seven-game run. Good for them. But we also saw that kind of fizzle. What you're going to miss the most for however long Tanger's out is the breakout, the joining of the rush. Now, he wasn't off to some superlative offensive start. But based on his career history, he was due for one of those just go off on a, uh, you know, a complete tear kind of months. So what you have to take care of in his absence is to make sure the defensemen are moving the puck forward, move it north. That doesn't mean bank passes. That doesn't mean off the window. It doesn't mean trying anything crazy through the middle. It means exactly what I said, which is to go north. Then, of course, from there, it's incumbent on the forwards to make sure that they're positioned to take a pass that is sent to the north. This will be the main thing I'm watching for tonight from the press box. More than anything else, do the Penguins get out of their zone? Do they get out with one pass? Do they get out needing the forwards to come way back to help out? Do the Penguins get stuck in their zone? These are the strongest areas of Latang's game, especially when he's going well. They always have been. He hasn't received nearly enough attention for that over the course of his career, but it's true. Secondly, I'd like to say that the power play would have to adjust, except, you know, again, being blunt here, the power play has been very bad. And while Tanger had been a lot better over the past two, three weeks uh, about shooting the puck, about just getting it on net sometimes, not even with any gusto, just get it through, get it there. That's something that Jeff Petrie's probably been better at over the course of his career. And Petrie is obviously going to be the guy who takes Tanger's place in that role since he was the guy Tuesday night against the Hurricanes. So those are the two things that I'd bring up that the Penguins have to adjust to. Now I'm going to bring up the one thing I don't think that they can adjust to in his absence. And that's the Uber tanger that I was just describing a couple of minutes ago. When he's at his peak, he's got a, an X factor, an it factor that only a handful of defensemen in the world have. That doesn't mean he's that all the time. It uh, doesn't mean he sh- you know, shouldn't have been that over the course of his career over longer and more consistent stretches, but he is that when he's way up there. I'm talking Eric Carlson, a really, really small handful of guys. And as a result, I don't believe that you'll see the Penguins get as dynamic as you'd like them to on the back end for however long he's out. Petrie does have another higher gear, but he's in his mid-30s, and I don't know if it's still attainable. Marcus Pedersen's been your best defenseman, and Marcus has contributed offensively more than I think a lot of people had thought he might. But he's probably peaking himself. Like, he's probably at his, right there at his apex of his career and performance cap. 
And I'm not really looking at the rest of this group and saying, oh, yeah, well, maybe P.O. Joseph can rise up or something. And P.O. can be, I mean, we saw it when he first came up, that rookie spurt of his, but they're going to need to become a more sound, a more solid, uh, I was about to say predictable, but maybe just predictable in terms of consistency, defensive team. They're going to have to get back on the same horse that they and Tanger, by the way, had begun riding at the start of that winning streak. They're going to have to play the same way they did in their very best game of the year in Winnipeg. And I know it was their very best game of the year because Tanger said so afterward. That's the way they need to play. That needs to happen. And yes, it's okay to say that it's important that it happens. When we come back, J1Q. comes from Cody, who says, Hey, DK, if you see Chris Letang, please let him know that all of Penguins Nation has his back and hopes that he keeps healthy. He's given us so much to cheer for on and off the ice. He's a huge part of our culture and success. And as Ron Hextall said yesterday, one tough SOB. I'm proud to have him as one of the great players and humans representing our team. Prayers for a speedy recovery. Uh, uh, you got me, Cody. Let's do this again tomorrow. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.